You are listening to The Great Light Podcast. This podcast is a production of Great Light Studios. For more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook or YouTube. If you would like to support the ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so easily and securely through our website. There, you can also find both video and audio versions of the podcast. If you are afraid that you have committed the unforgivable sin, then this video is for you. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple scriptures here that I think will give you some encouragement, some hope, some clarity about what you're in the middle of and the condemnation and the hopelessness that you're probably feeling if you feel like you have basically been locked out of, of salvation or that there's there's no hope for you, there's no chance of repentance, things like that, that so many people, I think, get wrapped up in. Um, I'm going to share some things from uh, a handful of, of scriptures that have very much helped me and I think will help you. So I'm going to start with Psalm 103 that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So that's what I, I think it's easy to do that when you're, when you're in the middle of times of condemnation. It's easy to forget his benefits. It's easy to forget who he is and what he's like. Uh, verse 3 says, Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. God is a God who redeems lives, redeems people from the pit. And certainly those who are in this terror and fear of the unpardonable sin have found themselves in this pit of darkness, fear, and condemnation. Uh, that's what it is. But God redeems and will redeem your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all, for all who are oppressed. As you are dealing with this question of the unforgivable sin, uh, what, what it often does, um, even if it's not related to the unforgivable sin, but what just feelings of guilt, condemnation, unworthiness, shame about our past, shame about our, our current failures, it oppresses us. It's this oppressive thing that tells us we're not good enough, we're worthless, our situation is hopeless. But this says that God is a God who works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. And I think primarily one of the main things that oppresses the human race is sin or sin and our condemnation. But what Jesus did on the cross is provided a way Jesus was God's way of working righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed by sin. In Christ, God worked righteousness, the availability of righteousness, and justice for those who have been oppressed by Satan because of their sin. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, it says in Revelation, who accuses uh, before the throne of God the those who follow God. He accuses them day and night. Um, and I think that's something people forget 
as they're struggling with the unpardonable or unforgivable sin is they they don't give Satan the credit I think he is due in their feelings and thoughts of hopelessness. I guarantee you he's involved in that. And, and he's using your sin as legal grounds to condemn you and to hold you in this place of hopelessness. But all that is, is rooted in him deceiving you about the legal grounds he has because of uh, because of what Jesus has done, Jesus has removed those legal grounds. Whatever sin uh, you have committed, Colossians 2 says that Jesus has the, the handwriting of requirements that is against us, that stands opposed to us. He has nailed it to the cross and put the, the spiritual forces of darkness, basically, he, he's put them to shame. He, he's made a public spectacle by triumphing over them. So in Jesus... The Lord has worked righteousness and justice for you, no matter what you've done. Uh, no matter what specific sin or curse you think you may have uttered that, that accounts uh, or, or constitutes as blasphemy, Jesus has provided for that. As I say all the time, I'll say again, the sin that Jesus, uh, or, or the, only, the only thing that can keep you from Experiencing the, the righteousness and the justice that God has worked for us is that you do not embrace it or receive it. You don't, you don't accept it by faith. You obstinately refuse to believe. That's it. Okay. Blasphemies, all, all blasphemies will be uh, forgiven. Um, and, and this this would probably if I keep going down this route, I'm gonna to have to explain the unpardonable sin again, which I don't I don't want to get into that here. I did another video several videos back talking about the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and and I think ideas about what I think that is and what it's not. So if you're wondering about that, watch that video. But again, the only thing that can keep you from this righteousness and justice that God has worked and provided for those who are oppressed by any sin is that you, you don't receive it. You don't believe it. You don't embrace it. Verse seven, he may note his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. I think all of us who are following Christ uh, or not, this is something that we all need to just stop for a moment and soak that in. Think about that. Ponder it. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That is what God is like. When God's personality is described, these are the sort of things that are said about him. I think it's A.W. Tozer, a Christian author, writer, teacher, who um, said that you know one of the most important things about us is what enters your mind when you think about God. When you think about God, what is it that you think about him? And so with, with these feelings of hopelessness, condemnation, things like that, that are involved with the sphere of the unpardonable sin or, or not, whether you're having those feelings, it's not related to this whole topic we're covering in these videos, it still applies. What it boils down to, I think, is having wrong thoughts about God. When we think about God, what's coming into our minds is not in line with the truth that we're being told here about who God is. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. So these are things we should stop and just soak in. 
Verse 9, it says, He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. If you are in a condition of terror over the unpardonable sin, as so many people are, you are in this category, one who fears the Lord. Now, maybe you have aspects of that fear of the Lord that needs shifted. You probably have some wrong thinking about God to where maybe that is leaning more toward an unhealthy fear. But I think the the fact that so many people are trembling at the word of God, aware of their desperate condition and desperately longing to be helped by God out of it, tells me that you fit into this category of people who fear God. And what that means, according to Psalm 103, is that his steadfast love, God's steadfast love is toward you. His steadfast love is toward those who fear him. Verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. God knows our weakness. He knows what we are and he knows what we're not. He knows that we are people who are going to fail and sometimes fail miserably. But as a father shows compassion to his child, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. If you have kids and you're a good parent in any sense, then this should deeply resonate with you. If, if, if we really believe what this is saying here, if we really take this to heart, this is a life should be a life-changing truth. Again, this is about knowing the character of God, knowing who he is and what he's like and what he's not like. This tells us that God, the, the most loving father, loving dad who just loves his kids, would do anything for them, even when they make a mistake. You know, you know, as a dad myself, um, especially with my, my younger ones, when they're in like one to three-year-olds, when they when I have to get on to them about something, if they're about to, to touch something they shouldn't touch or, or do something they shouldn't do, and, and I have to get on to them and, and say, you know, Joseph, no. And, and and he becomes aware that I'm unhappy with him, that I'm, you know, he's in trouble, he's doing something wrong. And and when you see that, like, that humility, I guess you could say, like his persona changes, he becomes aware he stops what he's doing. He's, 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 you know, even there's some fear, you know, of, oh no, am I going to get disciplined and things like that. And, um, but mostly he's just, you know, he's, his feelings are hurt, things like that. And, but, but when I, as his father, see my little boy just kind of crumble underneath what he senses is my anger or, or my being unpleased with him, like, I see that response and it it, uh, it it melts my heart, I guess, is the way you would say it. Like it, it, it just causes this like huge amount of um, 
like compassion and kindness to well up in me where I see my son who's just made a mistake. Maybe he's even, you know, with my older ones, they've done something that they just know they shouldn't do. But when I see them shift into this place where they're aware that I'm unpleased and now they're like, they're affected by it. They're, they're, they have this sense of reverence or fear for, for me. Um, that, that I think stirs up in me as a father, this compassion, this, this feeling of compassion and mercy that, that I, I don't want to just get them. I don't want to just repay them for what they've done and, 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 and do whatever I can do to, to, uh, you know, get back at them or whatever. Like I, I want to just show mercy and compassion to them. And, and this is telling me that I'm a, I'm a sinful man. I'm, I'm a very imperfect father. And so if I, you know, this is what Jesus, he, he, he makes this parallel. He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts or to do good to your children, then how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good things to those who ask? Or how much more does God know how to do good things to those who fear him, to those who come to him for help and mercy? If I, as an imperfect human father, want to show mercy to my kids and, and compassion wells up in me after they've, even, after they've made these mistakes, how much more is that what God feels? And that's what verse 13 is telling us. As a father shows compassion to his children, some versions say um, feels like, like pity, like as a father feels or has pity for his child, so, so God has pity on those who fear him. God feels compassion for us. And I wonder if you've ever thought of that. Like, like, has that ever entered into your mind? Again, going back to the idea of A.W. Tozer saying, what comes into our mind when we think about God is one of the most important things about us. And when you think about God, when I think about God, is what comes into my mind, the idea and the knowledge that he feels compassion for me does that enter my mind? And I think it should. I think when we think about God, we should know who he is. We should know him enough to know that God is a God who today, right now, even if I failed and sinned, God is a God who feels compassion for me, for those who fear him and, and just keep looking to him by faith. You have been listening to The Great Light Podcast. To find more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to support this program and partner with the Ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of this podcast.